at Christchurch Liverpool, we want to meet Jesus Christ, love his church and connect with Liverpool. One way we can love his church is by sharing and hearing each other's stories, our stories of coming to faith in Jesus and living by faith day to day. All these stories are valuable. They all speak of God's love, grace and power at work in ordinary people. And we hope you'll enjoy them all. Today I'm with Stephen and Helen um, and they're going to be chatting to me about uh, their faith and how they've come to be part of Christchurch as well. Um, They are in my Connect group in uh, Sefton Connect and um, I've been getting to know them through I think the past year that they've joined Christchurch Liverpool um, during these lockdowns uh, which not a very easy time to join a church um, so we thought this would be a nice way for you to um, get to know them a bit and for them to be able to um, share their story and what's brought them here a bit so um, can you yeah tell us a bit about yourselves okay so yeah hi I'm Helen um, I was born and brought up in Liverpool um, just left to go away to university in Bangor in Wales to study music, but then I came back again. Um, unlike Steve, which you'll find out in a minute, his yeah, he's moved around so, so much, but I haven't. Um, mm-hmm. We've been married, met Steve, we've been married for 31 years. Um, we've got two grown up girls. Esther is married to Josh and they live in Southport and Abigail's married to Zach and they're in Eccles. So we're just really pleased that they're quite close by. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a part-time music teacher in clarinet, music theory, piano, although I don't actually do that much teaching anymore. So mm. that's about me. Thank you for having us. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not from Liverpool. Um, my family's originally from the Midlands, but I spent my sort of early years in Nigeria because my parents were missionaries in Nigeria. Oh, wow. So we came back to Britain when I was 12 and we lived in West London where my dad was a Baptist minister and he continued and and moved around different places but I went to do a degree in um, in biology at Durham and I came to Liverpool in 1986 to do a PhD at the university here Mm. and I subsequently met Helen and we got married and I've been here ever since. Uh, I currently work for Sefton Council. I'm a manager in their transportation and highways department. Mm-hmm. Um, so dealing with lots of different things like transport policy and uh, investment schemes. And if any of you go to, to Southport and you use the Brooms Cross Road, that's my road that I was responsible <laughs> for developing and building like that yeah. <laughs> very um proud of that road <laughs> yeah. that's my that's my legacy i think yeah <laughs> so um i enjoy sport uh, mostly watching these days uh science natural history because of my background in in biology i like doing crossword puzzles and, and jigsaws mm-hmm. and i also enjoy athletics i'm an official 
Uh, I officiate at athletics events for Liverpool Harriers. So quite often during the summer, summer weekends, I'm busy away doing uh, officiating at athletics events. Um, previously, I was one of the leaders at Dovedale Baptist Church and Helen and I used to lead the, the worship there for quite a few years and until the church unfortunately had to close in 2018. Mm. So, so very brief introduction. Wow, I, I feel like I've learned so much about you <laughs> in a short space of time. Um, so many interesting things. Um, yeah, um, so you, you mentioned that you, you're part of Dovedale Baptist and yeah, um, yeah how many years did you spend then um it had to close down recently that's what that's what brought you to um Christchurch Liverpool is that yeah could you just share a bit more about that yeah sure well we we actually got married at Dovedale so we were involved at Dovedale a long time ago we met there and got married there but then for various reasons we our involvement at the church stopped there, but then we went back for oh, what was it, about 20 something years ago. Uh, and then over a period of time, got more and more involved. And, and as I said, I ended up being one of the sort of main leaders of the church and we were regularly involved in, in leading worship and church services. So it was quite difficult when we got to the decision where the church needed to close the numbers of people going there were getting fewer. Some of the sort of key responsibilities, the people who were who were doing them didn't feel able to keep doing them. Mm. So there was a lot of soul searching about whether it was what, what should happen. But God made it quite clear through lots of different routes in terms of sometimes in terms of Bible passages, other things that people said uh, and events that it was time to sort of move on um not that it was everything closing down but the what god was doing in that place was going to be done by somebody different mm. and it was time for us to sort of if you like close that chapter and and for us to move on so after dovedale closed we took a bit of a break ourselves because um we'd been very much involved and and sort of preparing and leading church services on on a regular basis so it was actually an opportunity to take a bit of a break and a step back um, which was which was good and it also meant that we could take time to go and visit family and go away at weekends and things yeah. but we we knew that we needed to get involved in another church fellowship so we started visiting lots of different churches mm. and over the course of uh, several months we probably visited I guess probably more than 20 different churches of all different shapes sizes and persuasions um, and a, a friend of Helen's yeah a friend of Helen's suggested um, visiting Christchurch and, and trying Christchurch so so we came to a Sunday service and and we felt very welcomed and sort of through that process there were sort of maybe about half a dozen of churches that we'd visited that we then visited a, a few times just to try and understand where God God was leading us and where he wanted us to be uh, and we always were very warmly welcomed at Christ Church we we found it quite strange to start with because we'd come from a church fellowship where we were almost the youngest people there mm. and then we and also very few 
you know, there was maybe a congregation between about 15 and 20 people most weeks. Yeah. And then we came into Christchurch where there were more than 100 people or 150 people, probably 140 of whom were significantly younger than us. <laughs> so so it, it was quite interesting to sort of get used to that. But we did feel welcome there. And over a period of time, we, we sort of were praying about it. And we got to the point where we felt we need to make a decision about going somewhere on a more regular basis, committing ourselves to doing that. Mm. Um, so we decided that we were going to do that with Christchurch. And that was last March. And then a week later, the country closed down and everything stopped <laughs> and church services weren't permitted uh, and everything. So, but we, we've stuck with it and we got involved with the Connect Group, which is where we've met you. And yeah. uh, we've been following the online services and things like that. So, so we're, we're, we're getting to know a few people through that. So, but it's been good. We've enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Wow. What, yeah. What timing <laughs> for yeah, um, brilliant. Yeah. the <laughs> church. Um, yeah. We've really been enjoying having you in church. Um, yeah. And can imagine it's quite a, a culture shock or to, yeah, be in such a different church from what you're used to. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it was. was. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, you've not been able to do the normal things of um, like the chit chatting, coffee after church, or joining a team where you get to know people. Mm. Um, so connect and well, connect on Zoom has been your main way to get to know people in church and form relationships. Um, how have you found connecting to people in that way? What's that been like for you? It's not. Uh, I've, I've had to get used to it from a work perspective because all of my work is, well, nearly all of that's been online. So in one sense, it was a little bit easier for just from the practicalities, but it's difficult to have a, a proper conversation when you're doing it on Zoom with several people there. So the sorts of things that you might talk about when you're you know in in groups with individuals where you have individual conversation even though you're part of the same group you have individual conversations yeah. that's just not really been possible um but it's been I think it has been helpful because it has been it, it is a small group so yeah. we were used to being in a small group where we knew everybody from from Dovedale mm -hmm. and so we've come into a situation where we've been involved again in a small group. So it's not like sort of trying to get to know too many people. So from that point yeah. of view, it's, it's, it's worked really well. And that, that's yeah, been I really that's positive and, yeah. and everybody's been, you know, been really welcoming and, and really supportive. And, and it's been lovely getting to know people. Uh, it's been good. Yeah. Yeah. We have been for, it's been a while now, but we have been for a few walks um or me and Helen <laughs> and <laughs> shared that you have um over the years been through some very um difficult things could you uh share some of those significant times for for you for your faith over over the years yeah sure um I'll try not to go on too long <laughs> um yeah well my health hasn't been that great <sighs> to say the least, um, although there's so many people worse off than me. Um, but I've definitely felt God you know, helping me through that time. 
that the first major health trauma came a year after we'd been married and I suddenly became quite ill with ME, although at the time we didn't know it was that. Um, the GP didn't know it was that. We didn't really know what was going on, did we? No. Um, I was basically bed bound for about three months. Um, I couldn't do anything for myself because the, the pains, were that, like the fatigue was really bad and the, the pains throughout my body were awful. So for example, in my hands, my fingers and my thumbs were just so painful. So it wasn't just that I couldn't hold anything, just literally to say, touch a page of a book was excruciating. Um, walking to the bathroom, my feet were really bad. So Steve was just amazing and helped me so much. And my mum, who lives very close by, she came around regularly. So between the two of them, they just helped me so much practically. And, um, you know, just things like things that I couldn't do for myself anymore. Um, literally, they were holding my fork, feeding me, brushing my teeth, washing me. So they were amazing and they never complained. And I am so blessed through them um, by God and eternally grateful. But, yeah, it was a very, very difficult time. It was quite scary. I didn't really know what was going on to be honest, that, and, and it was scary that the doctor didn't, didn't know what was going on and had all sorts of different tests. Um, at one point he, he arranged for a rheumatologist to come and see me at the house because he thought it might be rheumatic fever, but he didn't think it was, but he gave me some steroids, which at least significantly helped for a bit. Anyway, gradually I got through the um, severity of that time. Um, Thank goodness. So I stopped being bed bound. But even when I could um, get up and each day, things were still very limited. Um, and it was quite hard. Um, yeah. So and also it affected you as well, didn't it, too? You know, because Steve would be so tired. He'd be at work every day. And while he was at work, mum would come and basically look after me and do lots of ironing and any bits of cleaning and but you know Steve would be tired from work and come home cook the dinner see to things that needed doing as well as putting up with me pouring out my feelings and being my rock and my emotional support um, and it was hard for him too because you know he needed someone as well so it was a really tough time it's it's and I think it's so hard to explain to people because one of the hardest things we found with Emmy that was very hurtful was that lots of people didn't really believe in it because mm -hmm. they couldn't see it. Although people believe in headaches and they can't see them. But anyway, that's a whole other story. But it was quite hurtful. So I think, yeah, it's just certain remarks or whatever or else people got bored um, because our life, I suppose, was boring for them. We couldn't go out and socialise, so it kind of drifted off really out of our lives. But it was really hard going, um, as well as physically, like any chronic illness, you know, it sort of led to a lot of frustration because it was so debilitating and depression, low moods, low self-esteem, um, and also a lot of guilt, because I used to really struggle and I sometimes still do, but especially when things are worse, guilt that I couldn't do as much. So therefore Steve was having to do more and getting more and more tired. Um, 
guilt because I couldn't do as much as I wanted to physically with the girls. So that was that wasn't easy as well. You know, I've got through it and God's really helped me through it. So it it sounds just yeah, incredibly hard. It must have been very scary. Yeah, it was really scary. (laughs) And then yeah, with chronic illness having the frustration and the guilt and all those emotional things that go with it too just sounds really really hard then you went on after that to have another very challenging time um what was that like for you yeah um well it was eight years ago now yeah spring 2013 and I was diagnosed with breast cancer and which was a terrible shock um, for me and the family. I was basically told in the same meeting with the consultant that I had breast cancer, that I needed to have surgery. I needed a course of chemotherapy and I needed a course of radiotherapy. And it was just felt unreal. It was just, yeah, I can't really put words to it really. And, and it was a shock for you too, Steve, wasn't it? It was, but I'm so glad Steve was with me then to help me cope with it. Um, it was, to be honest, that those sort of nine months or so, it was a really dark part of my life. And it was, in many ways, it was such a struggle and very, very scary, as I'm sure it is for anyone who's got a cancer diagnosis or undergoing cancer treatment. So anyway, so I had my operation in April and then the chemo over the summer months and then radiotherapy. So I finished sort of, so from April, I finished at the end of October. Um, So there were lots of obviously physical needs that I had then, but things like the operation, recovering from that, then the the side effects of chemo, the obvious ones like um, nausea, losing my hair. My hair used to be sort of down to there. That was a huge thing. and the tiredness from the radiotherapy. Um, and also what was draining just was the emotional aspect of dealing with the, the fear and the anxiety of having cancer, like anyone else would tell you the same. Um, so yeah, so that, that was hard. And again, once again, sort of almost being put back and not being able to do lots of things I wanted to do yet again. And it felt a lot of the time, it just felt unreal, like I was in a bubble and the rest of the world were just carrying on around me. But the medical staff were good. And so that was helpful. And and Steve was just amazing and such a support to me. Um, You know, and we had lots of times when he was so encouraging and times when we cried together and it was hard, but it did, I think, strengthen us and our marriage um so very yeah very difficult both very difficult and long periods of your life how did both those um times how did these affect your relationships with God how did you relate to God through those or feel him relate to you yeah um I mean definitely my relationship with him has been strengthened through them um in one sense, I'd never, ever, ever want to repeat them and start from scratch again. 
Um, I wouldn't wish them on anyone because um, they were very, very hard. Um, but equally, um, I think God used very close to me and I did to him through this. And he's, you know, continually showed me and still does that he's always there and always with me. And one thing is, um, during the ME, you know, I said before, lots of times was very hard because people's reactions, but God just showed me that he loved me unconditionally. He was just always there. He never got tired of me. He never got bored with me when I couldn't really do much. Um, and it was just sort of, it was continual. It wasn't like anything, I think, as humans and anything in the Christian life. It's not suddenly we learn something and it's suddenly the next day it's all okay. Obviously, it's a continuing journey. It's continual reminders. Um, but I think he just showed me through both of them how how important it was to him still just to be, just to be and not necessarily worried about what we can do and especially society so much geared up for what can you do what you do now and especially I think there's so much rush in our culture to go from one thing to another and it was just lovely that it was okay just you know just to be still and to be with him and and also a reminder that he wanted that he he wanted our company he, he wanted us to come to him and so that was that was sort of special even though it was humanly very hard you know it was actually it was spiritually good <laughs> if you see what I mean um so you know I have to be honest like probably people with most things like this um I have questioned God many many times through my bad health not so much why me but why anybody um why does anyone have to go through this? Why, God, won't you heal me when I know you can? Um, what good is it doing any of us? Um, I struggled with that quite a lot when things were bad. Um, and I think you did too sometimes, Steve, didn't you? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was so glad that we had each other and we could talk about that together. Certainly the, the book of Job has often helped me with that. Um, you know, because think of Job and his life. I mean, he went through, obviously, far, far more than I did, but he remained faithful to God and didn't waver. And that's so encouraging to me. And I often used to look to that and cling on to that. Um, and also, there's a verse as well at the end of Job where, even when Job does question God and God replies and he says, who is this that darkens my counsel with words without knowledge? And then he speaks to Job about his creation of the world and how he knew exactly what he was doing and all the power and wisdom are his. And I learned it's not wrong to question God. It's not wrong to, you know, God doesn't expect us to be perfect. He knows a human. He knows we're going to fail. He knows he wants us to come to him, to, to ask him, to talk to him. But I think ultimately I just needed to learn to just to submit, and I still do, to submit to his decisions and that he always knows what's best. You know, even if I don't, 
even if I don't understand, which often I don't, he knows and he has a purpose. And yeah, that's just really, really helped me. Um, yeah, so um, oh, another thing I'll just say is about um, during my can cancer treatment, God gave me really, really wonderful peace. You know, that verse in the Bible, sort of peace that passes understanding. And a, a few times in my cancer treatment, I, went, I sort of experienced that. And it was just, uh, it's just, it was just absolutely wonderful. I, I can't sort of describe it. And um, so God really blessed me with that. And when I felt, you know, sometimes I just felt too ill to pray but he just helped me and hold, held me. And, and also because music's so important to me and God often used that, especially through Christian songs to speak to me. And one particular song that I listened to the night after my surgery um, through, um, by Bethany Dillon called I Want Your Presence. And the words just said what I felt that about more and more than anything the only thing that mattered to me then was wanting and needing desperately God's presence. And I just played it again and again. And God really spoke to me and ministered to me through that. And yeah, I thank him for that. It was, you know, just showing how God can minister through all different ways. And that's really special. Yeah, it sounds really, yeah, really special that how he could really precious you can talk about how he drew close to you even when you're too tired to pray and yeah just I think how you describe how he wanted to just be with you and not no matter what you could or couldn't give to or bring to him but yeah it's yeah it's really just a wonderful thing to to realize but a horrible, yeah. a horrible way to have to realise. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. it was very special. Yeah. You, you sort of see and read lots of promises in the, in the Bible about God being with you and and how God is the the God of all compassion and how I walk with you through through be with you through the waters and and you know and. You, you have that picture in Psalm 23 of the, the valley of the shadow. And, you know, I think for us, we've had times when that has definitely been the valley of the shadow. And not that we've tested God, but we've found that God is true to his promises. Yeah. And that at those times when you really need that compassion, then God is there um, when you really need somebody to be with you then then god is there um i mean for me it was difficult but i i had lots of things to do there was always something to do <laughs> and you know i was at work and then i was coming home and and helping with helen and the girls and and things like that so it's all helen because of her first physical restrictions just had so much time to think about things all the time and that's when you get into that cycle when it's so difficult mm. um for me it was different i'm not saying one is easier than the other because it just depends mm. fortunately you know i'm a reasonably sort of practical sort of get on with it sort of person so mm. um so 
so you know i suppose from that point of view god gave me the strength to be able to do that and god had gifted me with the abilities to do those sorts of things that needed doing at, at the right time um but it, it was definitely a very difficult time for for both of us and but knowing that god was there with us was is what got us through really you know and then yeah. brought us through closer and stronger together yeah and there's a there's a, a verse in joel that i think i've mentioned to you before hannah that that's always been quite special to me and I know my mum used to say it to me sometimes it's Joel it's Joel chapter 2 verse 25 and it says I will repay you for the years the locusts have eaten and I think it's just such a beautiful and powerful promise to all of us that whatever hardships we face in life you know whatever they are God will restore us to to health to peace to happiness and you know sometimes that will be partly on this earth but whether it is or not, it's going to be so in full in heaven. And like it says in Revelation, there'll be, you know, no more crying, no more pain, no more mourning, no more death. And I just, it's just really special. And yeah, so I often think of that as well. You can carry that hope with yeah. you. You can hope for that fullness of God's healing as well. Yeah, um, yeah. We've just... Yeah, I've just been really encouraged by having you in our connect group. I think you've always you always speak from such experience of God being close to you and just have such a clear love for God and to worship him. And yeah, I just I thought I'm really looking forward to when we can actually sing side by side as well. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm so looking forward to singing more. Yeah. yeah. Um, she mentioned having worship nights through. I don't. We haven't done that yeah. as a connect group. Connect group, yeah. When we can finally meet properly inside, as sort of all of yeah. us, or even a few of us, we could do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That is a really beautiful thing. That been through such hard things and have such a heart for worshiping Him. And oh, well, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing really personally. Okay. It's really encouraging to hear you share so openly. And for people listening, um, hopefully you'll get to meet Stephen and Helen soon. And <laughs> now you know quite a lot about <laughs> before meeting them. Um, strangers coming up to yeah. us to say, you're the person. That <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, it'd be lovely to start, you know, meeting more people again. And thanks very much. And Thank you. Thank okay, you for wanting to chat with us.